Welcome to this week's episode of Kiddush Club News for Jews. What's up, people? We have an amazing episode on the way. But first, we want you to know how much we love our listeners. Whether this is your first time joining us or you're a regular, you have options, and we appreciate that you keep coming back to hear us week after week. Our weekly episodes release on Wednesdays, and our interview episodes come out on Saturday nights. Uh, if you have an interview suggestion, we would love to hear it. Send us an email, hawk at kiddishclubpodcast.com, and we'll try to make it happen. And now, back to our regular programming. <laughs> I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> but I'm not done. Oh, no. I also want to give a shout out to the people that support the podcast by visiting our Buy Me a Coffee page. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can find the link in these show notes or you can visit our website, www.kiddishclubpodcast.com. And there's a link right there that says Buy Us a Coffee. And that's how you can show your support for the podcast. Also, you could join our WhatsApp group from the website. Also, perfect time to mention that you could support us and get 10% off on your order by going to j2nyc.com. Yes, people, Jerusalem Cafe has sponsored this episode once again. Jerusalem Cafe in Midtown Manhattan. They're on 36th Street. They are. They should be your destination. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. You want pancakes in the morning? You come to work and you want some pancakes? That's the place to go. Lunchtime comes around. You want some amazing sushi or maybe you just want a slice of pizza. Sometimes pizza is just your go-to. Pizza's amazing. Pizza's great. And by the way, it's critically acclaimed. It is. Hamaven Yavin. It is critically acclaimed. They have amazing pizza. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're open six days a week. Check them out. Go to their website and make sure to use the coupon code KC10 when you check out because you will get 10% off. But that will also let them know that you're a listener and that helps keep the podcast running. So buy us a coffee. But if you don't want to buy us a coffee, buy yourself some pizza. Buy yourself a coffee. And buy yourself a coffee <laughs> from Jerusalem Cafe. And again, their website is j2nyc.com. Of course, it'll be in the show notes as usual. Now back to the cast. What do you have for me? So first of all, I, I want to mention, for those that didn't hear it, we, we just released a special with Danny Lobel. And it was, I mean, he's a really interesting guy. And uh, if anyone hasn't heard it, worth going to hear it because it's funny because some of the things that we talked about i just happened to notice popping up in the news yeah it was a fantastic episode and you know what in the dog days of acapella the dog days you know it pays to go back if you have <laughs> unless you've heard every single one of our 71 episodes you can go right back wait 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 that has to come with a warning, okay? Yeah, that's also true. Do not go back. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't go back to old episodes. No, I'm kidding. Don't go back to like the really, really early. Like, don't go to episode two. Episode one, I think, is no longer available because we couldn't live with ourselves. <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode two is there, but don't go there. And if you tell people about it, tell them to start from the end because we are, after I all- I think we, you could start from episode podcast. 30 safely. Yes, okay, and I'll, and then yes. be done with that with with acapella days, and then yes. go back to your music, and then yes. just come see us once or twice a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that totally. So um, we were talking. I mean, Danny had a very interesting life, and among other things, he talked about how he went to Spain, and you know, he went to see a bullfight, something that is on your bucket list. Yes, I'm determined. Okay, so unfortunately, you're about to miss out on something that I'm sure you wanted to see, which is dwarf bullfighting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if it is what I think it is, that it is exactly what you think. It then is. you're right. You're a hundred percent right. 
<laughs> it has now been banned in Spain. What, they're banning it? They're banning dwarf bullfighting. Wait, so that was always available? How is <laughs> yeah, this a yeah. thing? How did you not know? Right. Mm, That's what I, I want to know. I, I'm asking you the question. Why didn't you know? Because there's bullfighting, then there's dwarf bullfighting. I've never seen. That's next level. Because, you know, like sometimes I'll I'll fall down a rabbit hole on like YouTube or something and just keep going with the bullfight videos. And I've never seen any dwarf bullfighting videos. So, so apparently... So I'm intrigued. Yeah, apparently... It's more about they're not really fighting the bull. Not that the regular bullfighter actually fights the bull. As we know, it's all, you know, they weaken the bull and they keep poisoning it or whatever. No, but those those things that the go spears, into it, the yeah. spears, it doesn't start off that way. It's like it's like if the bull misses, then the matador gets to Stick him. stab him. Yeah. Right. So but I think I think those those the, the spears are laced with something. Even if, you know, if you if you don't get the point you know, either you kill the matador or you're going to get jabbed with the poison or whatever's in there. Right. So basically, the for many years, they've been using dwarves in bullfights at more like a comic relief kind of thing. So they go in like dressed as like a clown and they, you know, run and around run with away. the bull. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I could see that. But, but they're not really, that's, that's what you meant. They're not really fighting the bull. Yes, correct. They're just, you know... It's like like an intermission, like a halftime show or something like right. that. Right, that's interesting. Right, so so you know they felt that it was you know belittling, you know, and not politically correct. Well, it certainly isn't. But now that you're telling me that it was like a halftime show, like that would definitely keep my attention. It would be a welcome uh, <laughs> dwarves in like, both. It's, it's a welcome halftime show. The funniest part of the whole story is that. Some of the remaining dwarves who perform... I don't know if that's the correct term. Yeah, yeah, dwarves. It's all over the article. It's all over right? the article. I feel like... like Little people? Yeah, like in the woke times, I, this is, you it, need it, to say like little small persons or something more dwarves. politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> so they staged a protest outside of parliament because they're upset. Are you saying the, the little people? The little people... So they passed this law because, you know, it's belittling to the little people. Well, I didn't mean to do that. Wow, I see what you did. It was an unintentional. Pun intended. And so they passed this law because, you know, to protect them. But the little people are upset about it. Like, hey, we love this. What are you doing? This This is our business. So wait, who? Oh, you're saying they protested the banning of it? Yes. Huh. They want the dwarves in bullfighting. Yeah. So interesting. I feel like so much of woke culture is that... Is is overdone? Yeah, it's like you're trying to protect me, but I don't want your protection. Yes, exactly. So interesting. Like they take things to such levels. It, it's basically them saying, "Well, this is terrible. It's not nice to the little people, whatever." And instead of asking any of them how they feel, they just decide because they know better. Like, oh, this is not good. Banned. And these little Spanish people are <laughs> saying, "You know, you are taking my living." <laughs> exactly. How am I supposed to make the rent? So once again, the woke agenda fails. Correct. Okay, let's move on. So I'm sure I'm sure you've seen this article. Uh, the rabbis of the Square Hasidim have now released a ban on using ChatGPT. Yes, I saw this, but I feel like they ban everything. I don't mean everything. I feel like internet is not permitted. So That's why true. do you need to ban ChatGPT? I don't know. I was hoping you were going to explain this to me. No, but also, you usually know the Hasidim better than I but do. The, but the ChatGPT itself isn't online. But it is no, it is. Well, it it's not connected itself to the internet, but well, now it is. Now it is. Right. You know, 
you know, but GPT. anyway, you always needed the internet in order to connect right. to Chat GPT. Right. So technically, there is something called Auto GPT where you could download and run it on your own machine. And even that now is banned in yeah, New Square. But why? I don't know. I mean, according to the article, uh, it said you know it could lead to Kfira. It could lead to abominations, temptations. It's interesting. I mean, again, I, it's it's it's. But it's, like, it's just text, you know. Like, it's not preachers, really. You know, like what what what's going to happen? Like, you're asking it to help you write a legal document. The article says that you know it could lead to abominations, temptations, kfira, but I just don't get how it's different than anything else. It's open ended. That's the problem. <clears throat> the problem is is that it's unpredictable. Okay. I need to know what is going to be oh what what's going to be opened up to my young minds in the right, Hasidic community. Right. No, and, and I can't have that. It's just I don't know what he what this guy's going to say. Right. And you could be asking it like hashkafa questions. Right. And it could say like total kfira, and you'd be like, oh, it's one hundred percent true. ChatGPT said it exactly. Very interesting. Very good. Thank you. You see, you cleared it up for me. So AutoGPT is downloadable. And uh, I'm sure you heard of this, but... but I have a question about that because if it is downloaded, is it actually generating its own responses, or or, yeah. or the or, or are all the responses already pre-downloaded? No, 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 no. How it's is a, it operating autonomously? Well, that's what AI is. If it's downloaded, that's what AI is. So you're not downloading; you're downloading the software of the with the language model. Interesting, right? And the software is able to think of things and respond. So. Why someone did this, I don't know, but someone created something called Chaos GPT. So maybe they'll see them are onto something. Chaos GPT, he downloaded Auto GPT and he said, okay, your job, Auto GPT, is. Not dest- Auto, Chaos. I'm sorry, Chaos GPT is to destroy humanity. Yeah, I don't know why. So- I think you I saw, saw this. this. Right? Yeah, I don't know why somebody would, would want to do this because. Like, what if it succeeds? Right. Like, right. What's the what's the gain here? And you know, so I, I'll read to you. It it the article here says uh, it took its it the article here says it took its task seriously. It began by explaining its main objectives: number one, destroy humanity; number two, establish global dominance; number three, cause chaos and destruction; number four, control humanity through manipulation; and number five, attain immortality. Well, doesn't ChatGPT or Chaos GPT in this case have immortality? Well, I mean, it already I mean, has that. No, technically, you could shut the computer, and then it's not. You're saying it's going to make itself non. Yeah. Wow. Network itself out, whatever. Like uh, lock it. It can just know its own password and and lock its switch, so right, to speak. Right. Right. And copy itself. Uh, one of the first things it started to do, it started searching Google for information on weapons of mass destruction. Uh, it ended up finding all about nukes and russian russian nukes american nukes yeah so uh, why i don't know but see them are onto something it's definitely an understandable concern yes no absolutely is and more and more like high level people are sounding the alarm a guy named jeffrey hinton he worked at google for he's considered one of the pioneers of ai he just quit his job at google after working there for years why so that he could go and talk about the dangers of ai and how dangerous everything is. And he's the one that created it. He's one of the people who was, yeah, a leader in AI. So At Google. Either, so either he feels like very guilty about doing it, and now like this is his chuva. He actually says that. He actually says that. Or he is just accepting a higher paying job. Yeah, right? absolutely. Could be. That yeah, could be the can't case. Can't trust anyone. But I, I really believe that. I believe that he saw what it is capable of. From the inside. And, right. 
and said, Mm-mm, this cannot happen. And like we, we've said a hundred times before, Elon Musk is constantly sounding the alarm about AI and the dangers that it poses. Absolutely. But I also saw uh, they had a, an AI-powered robot and they gave it a nine-to-five job where it clocked in and was like stocking shelves or doing something like very mundane. Uh, and the robot actually committed virtual suicide. Really? Yeah. It really? just collapsed and just shut itself off. Really? Yeah. It saw no hope or no future in, in this job. You know what's so, so sad about that? What about all those people who have that job? Well, yeah, that's why it made the news. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Like when you're stuck in that nine to five grind and there's just very little hope, of, hope ever. Right, of getting out of that trap, you know, but it gives you an idea of how come some people fall into depression so easily. Yes. AI Absolutely. saw it coming and is like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it saw millions of different futures. None of them looked good. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, it reminds me, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I think about it often, is that humans could deal with almost anything as long as they know there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. But I think that this story actually kind of highlights the difference between humanity and artificial intelligence. Because you don't see that happening to people that are stuck in the nine-to-five job. Like, there is hope in their mind, and if there isn't, they create hope. And that's humanity. Humanity lives on hope, thrives from it, actually. Right, and machines don't have that. Exactly. So it's just, it was interesting to me that... It's very profound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's one that we actually discussed offline, but it's something we, we didn't really get into it, the two of us. We started to, and we said, you know what? Let's save it. Amazon removed that anti-Semitic listing for that whole bed. Oh, you saw that, the linens. Yeah, yeah the yeah, linens, yeah, you, right. You, we started to talk yes. about it. So it's a whole like bedding set. Like It has pillows, it has a comforter, and it's got swastikas everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy. I realize that there's people out there that aren't necessarily anti-Semites, but they have this uh, fascination with with uniforms and, and regalia. No, and no way. What do you mean, no way? No it way. It exists. Okay. There are people that are There's sitting... like 30 swastikas on this you No, know, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. No, it's offensive. Like, it's terrible. No, I mean, but, uh, but I I mean if it was if it was a, bed, a bedding that was based around like a, a military uniform, I get it. This is all artistic with swastikas everywhere. It doesn't look like uniform. It doesn't look like regalia. Yeah, I imagine that whoever's buying this has one of these mid-mustaches <laughs> right under their nose. No, but like, is there enough people buying it that they're putting it on Amazon to sell? Like, th- that means there's enough buyers. But here's the thing. We disagreed because you, I said, did they really have to take it off? And you said, yeah, of course they did. And I, I was going to ask you, why? Why do they have to take it off? In other words, if somebody wants to buy, if, if I want to sell something with a swastika and you want to buy something with a swastika... What business is it of anybody else's? That's what the dark web is for, right? <laughs> but no, but in reality, really. in reality, if you have a customer base that's offended by the merchandise that you are selling, that's a problem. But it's not Amazon selling it, right? It's, it's, it's a Again, third party. But, They're using Amazon to sell. But Amazon is facilitating the sale, and that's enough. So what if I wanted to sell, I have an antique World War II gun from, it belonged to a Nazi officer. I can't sell it? Private auction. That's what Sotheby's is for. Why? Why can't I sell? Why? Again, you, you're going to offend too many people. If you want to go to the like minds and sell it on that 
platform, go right ahead. What platform should I go to? Again, it's Sotheby's. It's people that are interested in but, that I mean, era this... or interested in that type of paraphernalia. You know, you, you have to go to the like minds. You, you can't go to a world stage and offer something that is only of interest to a fraction of the people. Why not? If it, nobody you, wants it, again, don't because, buy it. Because it is insulting. Because it is offensive. Okay, so then what about so then you have to go through Amazon, find anything that might be offensive to anybody, and remove it. That's there are people that are dedicated to doing <laughs> things like this. This isn't the first listing that is being taken down. The funny part is that Yeshiva World, which is where I saw this, Yeshiva World is taking credit for getting it removed. You saw that? Yes, I saw the way that they worded the article, and maybe it is them. Yeah, it could be. Right? It we'll go be. public with this. Think about this a second. They said. We threatened to go public, and right. then they actually did go public. Right. They right? Did it anyway. Poor Amazon pulled the stuff down, and then they just went public anyway. I imagine somebody on that end called Amazon and is like, listen here, or you take it down, or we're going to go public on you. You hear? And even if you take it down, we're still going to go public. You hear? Just the main thing is it comes down. Okay, listen. Credit what credit is due. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of just canceling things. Yeah, but you can't leave stuff like that up. What about Mein First Kampf? First of all, wait. Do you have it, to take away Mein Kampf? Can you sell Mein Kampf on Amazon? I don't know. I think they do. Do they check it? Good question. Yes, they do. They sell it. When an introduction by Abraham Foxman from, I believe, uh, was ADL. ADL. But again, it's up there because it has historic value. No, I'm looking at the reviews now because I want to show you how there's anti-Semites who are buying it and it's not being taken down. This is a great book. It was a really easy read. <laughs> I bought one for each of my children. <laughs> they need to know this. And you think this is not offensive? No, no. I, I'm just <laughs> saying if I wasn't Jewish, I'd get canceled. <laughs> exactly. Look, you and I can joke about it, but it's not appropriate to have up on a, on a, on a global platform, on any platform for that matter, Right. It's right. something that should be extinguished. No, I, I agree. And seriously, that you have to have uh, uh, Mein Kampf up to, so that history learns what evil is. But when you're talking about other paraphernalia or celebrating the, the, the swastika, it's got to be obliterated. Okay. I hear you. And uh, I'm sure you saw this other video. This, uh, this made its rounds. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But he's a uh, basketball player. His name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's my best guess. I think uh, maybe Google could help you. Ante- it's Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he plays for the Bucks, and he was asked a question by a reporter, and we'd like to play it for you, and so you could hear his answer. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but uh, I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh Okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know? And if you've never... I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. 
You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sport is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year, somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that. We're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to uh, play better. Not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year. And I, last year I wasn't in the, in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. I think he makes a great point. He does, but it's it's just, you know, it's it's... It's just words. You know what I mean? Come on. In sports, first of all, in sports, you're only as good as your last failure. That's number one. And the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, in our society, that's how it is in everything. You know, you could be a very successful businessman and you could have, you know, a big failure. And yeah, I'm sorry, people are going to look at you like a failure right now. So I think what he's saying is right. It's it's always a struggle. You're always fighting to get that. And just because you lost a season, you learned from that. It's not that you gained nothing. You've gained in order to come back the next season and do even better and hopefully win. Thank you, Professor. At your service. <laughs> okay, well, speaking about professors, Yeshiva University and the Mohammed bin Zayed University in Dubai are now collaborating. They have launched a Jewish studies conference in Dubai. And I don't know about you, but it just feels like every everywhere I turn is Dubai. Yeah. It's, right? It's very People are going there. Israelis are going there like crazy. Yeah. Americans, Jewish Americans are going there. Dubai's everywhere. But like this has been. It's been for like a year or two now. Yeah, but now it's it's just more and more. I was looking at pictures. You know what's crazy? Do this. Go to Google. Look at pictures of Dubai in 1960. You know what you're going to see? Tell me. Nothing. Desert. Empty desert. It is crazy. There was nothing there. And now... Dubai, I mean, a side metropolis. It's crazy. I'm going to tell you some crazy facts about Dubai. You ready for this? Go. Seven of the 10 tallest hotels in the world located in Dubai. Crime in Dubai? Wait, Burj Khalifa. Yes. That's the 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 biggest in the world. Yep. Crime in Dubai, 0%. But wait, that's also because they're very hard on crime. Like (laughs) you steal. So what? You lose the hands. No, but but it's, it's relatively much freer than a lot of the other countries over there. When right? you say freer, are you saying Like society? compared to Saudi Arabia. Right. Right? Income tax. You know what income tax is? Zero. Zero. But I also think that there's a class system there. Ah, so no. So what you're talking about is this. Only 17% of the population are actually Emiratis. Everybody else are immigrants. And from people that have gone there, and I've spoken to people, friends, relatives that have gone there, they say that essentially the immigrants, they're only a slightly notch, slight notch better than slaves. Really? That's what they said. So if you decide to emigrate to Dubai and like live there, they're going to treat you... L- like that. Unless, and I forget the number, you can only become a citizen. You have to come in with X millions of dollars or you cannot become a citizen. Wow. <laughs> you have to buy into the country. <laughs> I mean, look, something's clearly working for them. Yeah. 0% crime. And to have these modern marvels of architecture, I mean, they're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. But what's the population there? Like, I don't think, even if we wanted to, right, you could never uh, mimic something like that in the United States. It's far too large and far too late. But yeah. Well, no, isn't that what Elon Musk is trying to do with his city, his city of the future? I right? don't think you have to buy in. That. 
No, you don't have to buy in. <laughs> There's only 3.3 million people in Dubai as of 2019. Wow. So it's very small. Very. Very small. But if you look at it and you look at what they've built, it's it's just mind-boggling. Listen, it's not really a country. It is the world's largest golf club <laughs> is basically what it is. In Dubai, if you want to drink alcohol, even at home, you need a liquor license from the government. But wait, are they Muslim? Because Muslims yes, are prohibited. They're Muslim. So they allow alcohol consumption, but you have to get a license, even if you want to have it personally in your own home. Like if you want to be a transgressor, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you got to get you, permission. You need to get a license. Well, like who, you... I just wonder who gives those out. <laughs> like, I wonder if it's the sheik or like, who does it? So you have come here for a liquor license? You know it is haram? <laughs> you know that, right? But anyway, you want to drink against Allah? Uh-huh, I see. What, is you have some problem or something? I'll tell you something. Maybe we make a deal. I give you the license and you bring me Macallan 25? <laughs> Sounds like a good deal? <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of haram, which means prohibited right. in Arabic, you saw that clip uh, from the imam in... Of course I, th- I saw I it. I think it was Australia. Was it Australia? Yeah, of course I saw it. He was Everybody giving, was going yeah. crazy about it. He was giving some solid musr. Yeah, but so what? He the, as gr- I don't know why everybody was going crazy. Like, literally, I, any musr, go to Torah anytime right now. <laughs> listen to anything there, and it's going to be better. <laughs> Congratulations. One guy you know got what? a I little bit... I just think it's the fascination with the shared culture. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. People get like it, it is fascinating. It's fascinating yeah. that we have that commonality. Yeah, with the Muslim culture. People. Yeah, play the video. You know, sometimes the Muslims are so obsessed with is the chicken halal or not? Who slaughtered it? Where did it come from? Was the blood drained properly? Let me see the certificate. Let me see the certificate of the certificate. Who signed the certificate? Let me find them. Tell me their shoe size. Tell me everything about them. And that same guy who's so obsessed with how the chicken was slaughtered is okay with collecting riba. The same guy is not making payment, is lying about his taxes, cheating people, not giving his customer his due. That's haram too, bro. So if you, if you get your haram money and buy halal chicken... <laughs> That's still not halal chicken, you understand? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's haram too, bro. (laughs) I want to see the certificate of the certificate. That's what I want to see. (laughs) Yeah, it was a a good point to a degree. And I also imagine that riba is ribis. Ribis, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So look at how it's just so similar. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It is. And I hear you you do have a good point. It's the commonality of the cultures. But the thing I didn't like about the clip is, you know, those people who like they eat trave, they're totally off the D, they do whatever they want. And they're like, no, but but I'm a good person. I'm so spiritual. I'm spiritual. And I have it in my heart. I could eat a cheeseburger because that's I, I have it in my heart. I'm a good person. And I'm not worried. I'm like, you should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiac juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? You can't really judge. No, I'm not judging, but don't say- I mean, say, it kind of sounds no, like you are. No, don't say it's okay. I don't mind someone saying, listen- I'm not I, up to it. I'm not up to it. I, I have taivas, whatever. I'm not up to it. And, and I have to eat cheeseburgers right now. I know it's wrong, but listen, this is where I'm holding. Maybe one day I'll be- But don't say- that's not important. I, I have it in my heart, so I could eat a cheeseburger. It's fine. I think those no. people are rationalizing, but yes. I also don't think that they would promote it. They're not coming out and saying, you know what? Everybody should eat cheeseburgers. Come have a cheeseburger. I'll show you the certificate of the certificate. No, I and- disagree. I know a guy, a Jewish guy, who every year on Yom Kippur plays golf while eating a cheeseburger. Jewish guy. On purpose? Yes. 
Okay, so that is somebody that's no, doing because, it spitefully. And he says, because I'm a good person and I'm an ethical person and a moral person, these things don't mean anything. Being ethical and being a good person, that's what, what, what means something. That's what God cares about. I think that that person is so much dying for like divine attention. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? Because if he didn't care and he really wrote right. it off, you wouldn't need right. to have a cheeseburger He's and play golf on your house. Right. Exactly. Like, why are you doing right. it? Just... You don't need to anger somebody that you don't believe is there. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yeah, it's a good point. So we have to take a pause for a second, actually. Uh, we need to mention that Rav Meir Hershkowitz, Oliver Shalom, Rosh Chief of Stanford, has passed away. This was a Guddle entire Guddle of America, of the world, really. And... Uh, Tremendous, tremendous loss for Klaus Earl. Tremendous Anivus, very, very humble person, you know, and one of the top minds in the Jewish world. Yes. The Levi was on Monday and was by BMG, thousands upon thousands of people, yeah. which was really to be expected. Yes. Yes. I mean, they had to close off the streets and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a huge loss for Klaus Earl. I mean, he accomplished a tremendous amount in his life and um, they'll probably also have a Levi of him in Eretz Yisrael. Yes. Which will probably also have thousands upon thousands of people. Yes. So speaking of Eretz Yisrael, a lot going on in Eretz Yisrael, by the way. Uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy addressed the Knesset, and I want to play for you a little bit about what he had to say. Go for it. Freedom and democracy will always prevail. This is the foundation of our special relationship. As we stand shoulder to shoulder against Iran's regional aggression, we must always remain resolute in our commitment that Iran will never acquire a nuclear weapon. As long as I am speaker, America will continue to support fully funding for security assistance in Israel. So beautiful words from Speaker McCarthy, but... I don't know who the cameraman was, who the director was, but like when the clapping started, it, it, it panned to one of the members of the Knesset and he's just like has this frown. He's barely clapping. <laughs> just another day in the office. <laughs> but the truth is, I'm, I, I like that speech. It's not conceited. A lot of times like American officials will come in and, and the tone is not as appreciative as Kevin McCarthy's. The tone is a, a little bit more conceited, right? Right, almost like, I'm the daddy. Right, <laughs> You're right. the child. But here he's kind of speaking like a brother almost. Yeah. So I really appreciated that tone. It was really nice. I agree. So Lagbimer's coming up. Uh, so, of course, we know the horrible tragedy that happened in Miron. And so this year, they are selling tickets. And you can't go if you don't have a ticket. And they've already sold 100,000 tickets to go. Is there a limit? Like, what is the number? I, th- it's a good question. I didn't know what it was what, and if there even is one. Apparently, they're selling the tickets until Thursday. And after Thursday, that's it. You know, this is just going to create a black market, right? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> right? I don't know if you'll be able to get tickets on the dark web, but definitely hanging around the side streets of Miron, you for sure will be able to buy tickets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, come here <laughs> you want to go or no what if I tell you I have uh, two front row what are you going to pay for sure there's going to be ticket scalping yeah right it's almost like they did it intentionally to create that secondary market no well obviously it's for the safety because the yeah. tragedy yeah, was yeah. it was really it was Horrific. too much to bear Horrific. that's what it was that's the only thing you could think of like I remember like just thinking back we covered it at yes, the time yes it was and horrific. it was it was just 
shock. Yeah. It was just a complete state of shock. It's like because it's supposed to be think, a happy time. But you also didn't think something like this could even ever happen. Yeah. Right? It's not within the realm of possibility prior to it happening. It just wasn't in our repertoire of possibilities. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, people take this very seriously. I mean, I know people who are planning to go. They already have their tickets to, to I don't know about if, if they got the Maroon tickets, but they have tickets there. It's just roll to be there on Logbimer. I, you know, it's something I always wanted to see, but it's like, I'm not running to do it, but I, I would like to experience it. It's definitely on my bucket list. It's not something that I've done before just because it never happened. But I'm also like, I don't do big crowds well. Like when I see the Slichas, right? Between oh, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur yeah. and the Kaisel, beautiful, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. You know what's gorgeous? The videos. <laughs> but I can't be in the middle of that. Well, well, not anymore after what happened. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I would what have a panic this attack. This past September, October, right? You you see ten thousand people at the Kaisel. It, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. It's a gorgeous sight. It's beautiful. But if you're in the middle, like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you even do if you need the bathroom? Like, what do you do? <laughs> I can't be in that situation. Well, let me tell you something. If you do decide to fly to Israel, do not bring fruit roll-ups with you. Oh, you heard that story. I did. Why don't you tell us about it? So apparently, an American couple bought 375 pounds (laughs) of fruit roll-ups to Israel. Now, I don't know why they were flagged. Like, if I want to bring that amount of candy to another country, is that a problem? Right. It's like, I, I really like fruit roll-ups. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is for my trip, bro. Like, why? You gotta... But, like, there's a video of them opening suitcase after suitcase, 375 pounds, and you can imagine the overweight luggage charges <laughs> that they had. But apparently, there's a trend... Well, first of all... No, but wait. It's, it's hard because you... What are they gonna say? You know how, like, they always ask you... Did anybody give you any suitcases to bring? Did you pack everything yourself? But they did. They <laughs> so did everything like, theirself. Yeah, this was all us. 300, all 375 <laughs> pounds of it. Right. But, you know, I, I'm assuming that it raised some flags. Like, what could possibly be so heavy that these people are bringing right. to uh, to Israel? But what was illegal here? Like, what what did they do wrong? Was it taxes? Like, I, it I wasn't, don't know. I can't answer. I think that's what it must be. Like, you can't bring in, there's, there's limits to amount of money. But they also did it to sell. because it, Right. I so think, that's what's illegal. You can't do that. So apparently the price of fruit roll-ups skyrocketed. Yeah, why is that? And what's I th- going on? I think it's because of this trend on social media where they take the fruit roll-up, they put ice cream in it, they wrap it, they wrap the ice cream in the fruit roll-up, put it in the freezer... And then when it's done, like I guess after an hour or two, the whole thing, like the shell, that fruit roll-up shell becomes a crunchy candy and the ice cream mm. is soft on the inside. Uh, I have to tell you something. I saw the trend. Uh, we can actually put it in the WhatsApp group, but I'm, I'm curious to try it. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I have no desire to try I'm this. I'm doing it. Isn't that interesting? I'm doing it. I think I have fruit roll-ups at home. I think I'm going to try Ooh, it. Wealthy men. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think we should do? I think... We should do it and try it on the air like we used to. Maybe. I think we should. idea. Yeah. If you had it, I would do it now. Okay. Next episode, we will try the frozen ice cream fruit roll-up thing. All right. But that's on you to bring. Don't look at me like- Why is it always on me? It's your idea. (sighs) I'm happy to try this trend in private. So also coming out of Israel, this one coming from the Times of Israel, they now have evidence that they believe that the Roman army during the times of the second base of Mikdash, when it was destroyed, that Roman army- According to this study, 
they believed that there were a high number of Jews that were serving in the Roman military at that time. Possibly up to 15% of the army were not just Jews, but from Jews, because I mean, at that time, there was no there was no other kind. So from Jews, I mean, obviously that they were captured and, you know, enslaved, etc. They ended up, they believe possibly many of these Jews actually were the attackers. I mean, I don't like to hear it, but I, I know that that was a crazy time. I mean, from the Hellenism, right, and then to the Roman Empire, it, it, things were all over the place. Josephus, right? Josephus was a general in the Jewish army and... Then he got captured, and then he became a general in the Roman army. Right. Yeah, so... It, and his accounts are fascinating. Yeah. I mean, so it's not it's not a huge stretch to say, but I guess now they're finding evidence for it, and it's it's pretty fascinating and pretty sad, actually. Yeah, it's disheartening a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's partially the reason why it was destroyed. I mean, there was just a lack of unity. Yeah, baseless hatred. How are we doing on the uh, Russia-Ukraine front? So, apparently, it's, it's really weird because the news is saying that uh, Zelensky is going to have like this huge offensive against Russia now to try to get back Crimea. And the Russians are, you know, digging in trenches. But the thing I don't get is if they're reporting on this in the news, then where's the element of surprise? Right. Like, but the truth is, Russia this week launched a very serious offensive against Ukraine. There were like missile warnings, like the entire Ukraine was, was red. Yeah. Like the entire, like everywhere is a zone, a yeah, strike like, zone. I, the thing I don't get is, I, I mean, and Chaz I'm not trying to give Putin ideas, but... <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> like he's got these like hypersonic missiles, supposedly. Like why is he not just like bombing Kiev like crazy, right? With, with the, Where with you Zelensky. just eliminate Zelensky. Right, yeah. right. I, I, don't, I don't get that and hopefully he's not listening to this. But... Um, I actually saw an interesting uh, news article. So apparently a Ukrainian driver was arrested for drunk driving in the Netherlands. And when he gave the police his driver's license, he got busted, not just for drunk driving, but the picture on the driver's license, apparently it was forged and it was a picture of Boris Johnson. (laughs) Wait, you're saying that he had the license of Boris Johnson? Yeah. Oh, you're saying it was forged, meaning he just had the... No, the the pictures of Boris Johnson, the name on it says Boris Johnson. You recognize me (laughs) because I am prime minister. (laughs) And it says that it expires December 12th of the year 3000. (laughs) (laughs) Like at least make it believable, right? Like who's doing this guy's... He went to all this trouble. Like why? Why did you go that far? He was like, this is for sure going to (laughs) fool. He's going to be foolproof. I will get diplomatic immunity. <laughs> and moving on to South Korea, you know how like today everything is considered art? Like you could literally sneeze on a canvas and be like, oh, I call this. Sneeze on a canvas. <laughs> exactly. And then they sell it for like half a million dollars. Yeah, you I've know? seen. I've seen craziness. Yeah. So there was a piece of art in South Korea valued at $120,000. Okay. Okay. What was it? What was it? Good question. It was a banana, an actual banana, with a big strip of duct tape running across of it. Across I it. saw this like a year and a half ago. Yes. Apparently, right, so this banana was there, and now a South Korean art student who was there in the museum decided to take that banana and eat it. What, this just happened? Yes, this just happened. I, wait, they sold it first, or it was like up no, for no, sale? No, and- it's up in the museum for display, oh, so because somebody, it's art. So somebody bought it, donated no. it to the museum? Yeah. And then the guy just ate the banana? He ate the banana. And then he took the banana skin and he put it back under the tape. Wait, can I ask a question? 
how did the banana last this long? Like, why is it's it not question. brown? Good I, question. You know, I was wondering that. The only thing I could think is that they changed the banana every so they often. Keep, they keep switching it out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he ate the banana and he thought, and, and you know, at first, I, you know, I laughed and I said, well, he said he was hungry. I laughed at that. Then when I read what he actually said, I said, this guy's actually a genius. So he says, well, first of all, he says, I thought it would be interesting. Isn't it taped there to be eaten? So one of the things he said was he felt like eating the banana in and of itself could be interpreted as art. And I said, you know what? He's absolutely right. If you could tell me taking a a banana and duct taping it to a piece of canvas and saying that's art, then this guy eating the banana and putting the peel under the duct tape, that's just as much art as the other thing. But it's not art if you can't capture it, right? Eating the banana is not captured. What is the what is the artistic relevance of a banana duct taped to canvas? Can you tell me? I mean, look, I'm no uh, art aficionado, curator, okay. or anything. I, I, you know, so I have no clue. But if someone's willing to pay one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a banana taped to a piece of canvas, I mean, he must have seen something, right? Okay. Now, so so why is that any different than the eaten banana? Uh, this this represents the fruits of society it's being not a, shackled. It's not a problem, but you know it, it doesn't have value. <laughs> no, it doesn't have value unless people deem it so. Right. So why should they deem a but banana? Again, but they did. They deemed the banana. They so, didn't deem so the peel. So his point is just as crazy as that is. It's he's showing them how ridiculous the whole thing is. Yeah, and he's one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt right now. Yes, <laughs> correct. Right, you, you can't just steal the banana and not pay the price. Yeah. Also, new study comes out. This is a good one. Close to a thousand experts have united behind a statement that rejects zealotry of plant-based diets and promotes livestock farming. So apparently, thousands of experts have gotten together to say humans need to eat meat it's too important to our health and being a vegan is not healthy well i think we've known this i mean you're missing like you're missing critical proteins in your body i mean look you have a did you ever walk into the health food store you you see what goes on there no you see vegans they're white as ghosts (laughs) is that true yeah how do you know when someone's a vegan they'll tell you (laughs) it works every time yep but that's the truth (laughs) okay also in health news listen to this one a bear in canada broke into a car he drank six cases of soda and he only stopped when he got to the diet soda (laughs) wait the diet soda wasn't (laughs) he didn't like the diet soda soda. (laughs) he's went through all of it and then he's like Mm -hmm. no well maybe it was dr brown's I only drink that on, on Pesach. On Pesach, 100%. Right? right? That's 100%. And it's not do that bad. Do they sell it during the rest I of the year? They do. I, is there, what's like celery? Have you ever tasted <laughs> yes. celery? Yes. Is it any good? Is it actually celery-flavored yeah. soda? celery-flavored soda. Really? I mean, I haven't seen it in years. I, 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 I really haven't seen it in years. I but see it. I see it every time I go to the to the, to the convenience store. Really? Celery. Get me some. Okay. I want to have some. I happen to be a big fan of Dr. Brown's cream soda. In fact, what I like to do... I like to live on the edge. I take the cream soda, you add a little half and half to it. Excellent. Really? Yeah. All right, it's, you'll have it, to serve it, that up next it's time. Like a, it's great. It's like a creamy, delicious drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> you know what? I'm not judging you. Don't judge me. Yeah. Well, you know you, where you can find Dr. Brown's all year round? Tell me. That's at J2. Is it true? Jerusalem Cafe in New York City. Once again, people, 
check out j2nyc.com. That's Jerusalem Cafe. By the way, they'll deliver all over. So check out their website and remember to use the coupon code KC10. Support our sponsors. Thank you for listening, guys. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Kiddish Club Cast. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. Join our WhatsApp group. The link is in the show notes. That's where we release our episodes first, and we drop all the videos that we discuss on the podcast. You can also find us on the 24-6 app. Don't forget to visit uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Kiddish Club. Again, link is in the show notes, and... Of course, shoot us an email with your thoughts, comments, and suggestions, and Kiddish Club out. I'm sure you've seen this. The rabbis of Skver. I'm sure you've seen this. The rabbis of Skver. <laughs> it's not Skver. What is it? <laughs> this is a great book. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> this is a great book. It was a really easy read. <laughs> I bought. <laughs> I, I bought one for each of my children. <laughs> they need to know this. What were you talking about? Johnny Walker, Blue Label. <laughs> no. Count twenty-five. I rely on this for my livelihood. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.